Hey, y'all. Welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered insight on marriage, divorce, the crazy adventures of co-parenting, and so much more with your hosts, April and Lauren. Not only are we best friends, we are also the wife and former wife of the same man. Join us each week as we take you on a journey inside our wild and chaotic lives and show you how we were able to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively parenting a lot of kids with a few husbands. We're definitely not professionals and we'll probably get you into more trouble than you bargained for but what we do have is a sense of humor street smarts and a few decades of experience under our wife mom and divorcee bill this ain't your mama's podcast welcome to episode 105 of co-parenting past chaos we're in the 100s we are old. I feel like I'm in the 100s. <laughs> it's June. It is. I Our can't even believe. Countdown. Countdown is on. I'm Such a busy month. So for excited. Us. I decided, after careful consideration, decided to take some time away from my day job. <gasps> yeah. So this will be my last week in my office, and then she goes to work with me. I work with you full time, <laughs> and she's already been fighting me tooth and nail on yeah, what it she's is. She's kind of bossy. I'm guys. asking her to do. Who knew? <gasps> she always wants me to like be on the camera, and I mean, I feel like I've had enough of that. Nope, you're gonna have so, a lot more. Get ready. Just could everybody write in and say to Lauren, we don't want to see April, so she doesn't make everybody me do loves this. seeing you. As soon as you make a video, it gets like all the hits. So that's because I'm like a hermit, and when <laughs> I finally come out, they're like, "Ooh, it there arrived. She is. It's another one. <laughs> There's another one." <gasps> but our lives are about to get really nuts. They are, and I need to focus on my mom duties too for a while. Not to mention our business needs to be ran and it's ours. It needs to be ran by both of us and not just one person. Yeah. So last weekend, you and I went to Virginia Beach. It was so much fun, but absolutely frigid. It was worst freezing. Worst weather for end of May I've ever experienced in my life. And Lauren and I, we travel. We've said this before. We travel very well together. And I'm always a planner. I Mm -hmm. overpack. Well, I have been made fun of so much by my friends (laughs) about my overpacking. So I tried to like tone it down. Well, then we ended up having to go to the store and buy all the things because we froze. Oh, yeah. It was awful. We had to go get hoodies and sweats and everything else. I will tell you guys a secret, though. For as much of a planner as April is, when she travels, once she gets to her destination, (laughs) she really is pretty free spirited. Like you really don't have anything concrete. You're very gypsy at that point. Yeah. It's kind of nice because we'll just walk around and be like, well, where should we go? What should we do? What do you want to eat? Like there's no plan or agenda. And I love that. I've always been like that. If I travel, if I go on a trip or a vacation, I'm just like, oh, we'll go wherever the wind blows. See, it's fun, isn't it? It's like I get a little glimpse in what your life is every day. (laughs) I do. I like it. I'm not going to lie. I love it. (gasps) I like that idea. (laughs) Um, So Tanner and I are going to be flying to California on Saturday. Oh, are you excited? I'm I'm excited for the trip, but I'm super nervous. It's my first time flying since COVID, which you've flown Mm -hmm. since COVID. So I'm nervous about that. He's going to be spending a few days, well, a few weeks with his dad. And I'm nervous about that because I've never left those two alone for that long, for that long, that far away from me. Oh, wow. Like they've been 
alone for maybe, you know, three or four days. Yeah. But that long. That weeks, would be hard for me, too. That's that's a long time. I've never been away from mine for that amount of time either. And Tanner, he reminded me, wasn't it this weekend? He's like, Mom, I've never been this far away. From he did. He was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm really I don't like this. You can FaceTime him every day. I know, but it's not the him. same. He's 14 years old and I haven't been away from him. That's sick. No, I love that. That's it's like be Norman Bates. <laughs> Get mother her tea, Tanner. <gasps> so then after we go to California, I'll leave Tanner there. I'm going to fly to Tennessee where I'll meet you Me. and John mm-hmm. because you guys are going to drive up on Wednesday. We're going to go to my cousin's wedding and I'm excited for you to see my hometown. I am so excited for this trip. I, re- I hope it doesn't disappoint because there's not much to it, but no, it's going to be so much the fun. House that built me. I well, can't wait. Built me. <laughs> so what would I? OK, do? so I have a perfect what would April do? I actually, again, like kind of like last week, I had something else planned and then I changed it because parenting has our life moment by moment. So this morning, the boys, I picked up the boys and we got in the car and they were kind of in a mopey mood or whatnot. And so I asked what was going on. And of course, they instantly had to tell me that they got in trouble the day prior by their dad. And, you know, I asked the details and I won't go into them here because they're very unexciting. But anyways, the parenting moment that John chose, they're telling me about. And while it may not have been one I would have chosen, I kid you not, both of them made it seem like they were mad at me as if I had done it. And I just saw red. Like, have you ever experienced your kids blaming you for the punishment that the other parent gave? Absolutely. How? I never saw that one coming. Tanner, not so much, but my girls used to do that. Really? All the time. So get mad at you when dad punished them. Get mad at me if dad punished them. Because I think they think that moms are in charge. Okay. Okay. And they think, okay, well, dad normally wouldn't do that. So he had to have been (gasps) put up to it. And I bet you mom put him up to doing that. That's all I can think. Or they just know. And my mom's always told me this, that kids are going to be the hardest on the person that they know loves them unconditionally. Well, that just makes me feel great. (laughs) And I want to say that about my own kids to make myself feel better because they're super hard on me. I don't know any other reason, but it's totally not your fault that they got in trouble. No, I and they need I to said, own their own stuff. I looked over at Jackson and I said, let's just take this moment right now to really dig down and unpack where your anger lies and where it needs to be focused because it's sure as hell is not me. It's your father. Yeah. Or yourself with your actions. Yeah. But it's not me. I just got into this car when you did. Like, I always get mad at kids when they want to get angry at the parent for giving them a consequence. Right. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't have done something that deserved a consequence. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jackson was telling me this story about, and I know his little manipulation tactic with, with this, about how pandas will abandon their oldest and smartest cub, but take care of the younger ones because it loves them more. And inside, I'm boiling. I'm boiling because I know kidding? that he is doing this on purpose. And so I, I was like, okay, do I yell at him right now? Or nope, I chose a different route. So I looked over at him and I said, hey, have you ever interviewed a panda? And he just stopped. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking about? I saw it on a documentary. I said, okay, what, have you ever talked to a panda? Better yet, are you a parent? No? Okay, no to both of those. All right, so we're good. And he shut up so quick. He knew what he was doing. You know the story I would have told him at that moment about the animals that eat their young? I That's about where that I would have I thought about that 
miss you. I Jeez. miss that opportunity. Don't worry, I'll go I'm back I'm not to very quick-witted most of the time, but that time I'd have been like, oh, yeah, and you know that animal that eats their young because they get on their nerves? Yeah, I'm one of those. So chomp, chomp. All right, last week we talked to Ben and Nikki from Our Happy Divorce and heard their story on how and why they make it work and co-parent in a positive way. And this week, Lauren and I are going to discuss our top three triggers during our high-conflict custody battle. And probably still, still today. yes. When you're going through a divorce and or a custody battle, your mental health is out of control. It's on the decline. (laughs) It is stage five. (laughs) Awful. Awful. But when you're doing the high conflict co-parenting thing, that will send you right over the edge. Every little thing becomes a trigger. Everything. Like the breath of the other person becomes a trigger. You know, it's. I think parenting does that to us. Oh, yes. You're, you're no, I'm so passionate. You're so passionate about being a mom, being a parent. And when that's questioned or if somebody tries to assault that. Yes. It, it sends me in a rage. I think with parenting, you're already in a state of anxiety all the time. Oh, through just the roof. To anxiety. figure out how to do it. And if you're doing it right, which nine times out of ten, you're probably not. And you just you live in a state of anxiety. But then when you have your entire motherhood or fatherhood under a microscope or being questioned or being torn apart, it really does something to all of your senses. I mean, it really sends you your hair begins to hurt at that point. You can't control your emotions in any aspect. Normal. I mean, if you if you're that worked up, your emotions, you know, you just can't control them. That's what causes us to lash out. Yes. Also, you're feeling lonely and hopeless whether it be the divorce or God forbid you're in a custody battle like we were for so long, you feel like, when is this going to end? Not only that, the hopeless feeling I think sometimes is also one of, does anyone see what's happening to me right now? Oh, yeah. Like, is anyone paying attention that this is not okay? You're lost. Like You feel like you're the only one that it's happening to. And this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Yes. Because again, it has to do with your children. I'll tell you, during that whole two and a half years that we went through a custody Mm -hmm. battle, The worst part of my month was any time we had to do exchanges. My anxiety was through the roof, through the roof. And I would tell John, hey, why don't I just not go? Well, at one point we were traveling so far, you know, because we lived in two different states. states. So he always wanted me to go because we would always stop off and see his parents. But then it just got to the point where it felt like I was adding to it. I was adding to fuel to the fire to go Mm. to those pickups and drop-offs and all the things. And it would make me not be a good person. I just really wanted to take a step back and I was so torn. I know that I want to be there for my husband and I think that's what I'm supposed to do. But then at the same time, I don't. I just don't want to be there because it. why would why would I put myself through something that I know is going to make me miserable? And I'll be honest, in the beginning, seeing you at pickups and drop-offs was very painful yeah. and triggering and upsetting. And, and I would get very... Almost like a fear just runs through you. Like, what's anxiety? You don't know what you're about to do. You don't know what about what's about to happen, how you're going to have a reaction to it. It was an uncomfortable feeling. Later on, even during the custody stuff, when you were at exchanges, I almost preferred it. Because it almost kept me on a better behavior in, in some aspect. Yes. Like, okay, there's two against one. Even though that was, I, I was outnumbered. It made me really think, okay, there's two people here watching you, Lauren. Like, really watch what you're doing and saying 
And maybe she'll pick up on it as well because, you know, it was oftentimes that it was John and I bickering back and forth Mm -hmm. um, or flipping the birds or whatnot. So if you had been there as like a witness, quote unquote, sometimes I think the behavior got a little bit better throughout the later months. But it almost felt like either I was a spy, a tattletale, or I was a parent trying to contain these two kids that were fighting in the back seat. (laughs) And that's how I saw you. That's what took so long, I think, for us to break through to any sort of civil relationship was because I was like, they're teammates. It's going to be two Uh, against one. Yeah. So the anxiety goes away from seeing you as the new wife there, but then it takes on a whole new role of, okay, now I have to watch my behavior. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. I think during that time, there were so many emotions going through us, but there was a lot of insecurity, maybe jealousy. Oh, yes. I think we were guilty of trying to one up the other or maybe prove the other one wrong was always a battle. It was. And it's looking back, it was the dumbest waste of time. It was. Battle of the exes. And nobody won. Nobody. We lost. We all lost. I mean, it really. Well, I mean, we've got a great platform now and we have really hilarious stories that we get to tell people, but. Never thought I would laugh at the Pokemon book being thrown at the head, by the I, way. Right. Never thought I'd fully admit that one either. You never thought me. you would admit that one. <laughs> but now it's like, wow, that's pretty funny. You know, if I knew a Pokemon's name, I'd nickname myself that. We've joked for so long about how we need to go to the uh, sheriff's department and really thank them because they got so many crazy calls. I know from myself and then also oh, yes. escorting us in the parking lot. Well, it's funny because you had asked that a few months ago. So I reached out to our friend that's the cop, yeah. you know, that always picks us up from the bar when we've had too many to drink. <laughs> oh, well, the Not because we have to, but because we ask him to. Um, anyway, I text him. I was like, hey, Lauren and I, you know, we've been through a lot with the police and yep. we really want to do something nice. What could we do for you guys? What could we bring you? And he's like, how about you two just stay out of trouble and that payment <laughs> enough? That was Oof, like, wow. wow. I feel a little bit, a little assaulted <laughs> by you there. But so you're saying you don't want us around. So in. actually, you don't want the donuts that we're going to bring you? Okay. Okay, fine. I'll eat them myself. All right. So first one, first trigger, I think for me, one parent feeling or acting superior to the other. Yes. Because I think we were all guilty of that. Absolutely. And it used to make me so angry when I was going through this with Jerry because, you know, I mean, moms, most of the time, moms are kind of in charge of things. We just know what needs to be done because like you, John worked Mm -hmm. during your marriage and Jerry and I both worked during our marriage, but I was home more with the girls. So I just knew their routines better. Now that we're divorced, you want to tell me what what's supposed to be done? Like I haven't been doing it all this time. I, that's exactly what goes through your head. I remember getting like a list of things all of a sudden from an attorney, like in paperwork. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Is this about the same kids that I've been raising for yeah. three years that came out of my body? Yeah. What on earth? Now you're telling me what to like brush their teeth with and wash their clothes in when I've been doing this for six years? Is this where we're going with this? And this was my first time of being a bonus mom. Right. So I'm thinking in my head, well, I know how to raise kids. Clearly, I've got some and they're still alive and they're kind of okay. (laughs) So I got this. And now somebody's telling me when I'm allowed to feed them and when they need to go to bed. I think I can handle this. Yeah. But, you know, you have to realize as a bonus parent that you aren't the parent that brought those children into the world. So out of respect, you do need to follow the rules. I think what 
what should have been done by, you know, our legal counsel at the time, instead of it coming as an attack of this is a list of things that need to be done. Really, it should have been looked at as, hey, let's sync up our households to make them very similar and decide. Absolutely. You know, why did we have to come at it where, no, I know what's best. This is X, Y, and Z, and this is how it's going to go in your home. No, let's come up with a a parenting plan is really what it should have been. Yes. A household parenting plan of what we agree we can keep similar in these homes and schedules that we can stick to. I don't know why it, we felt like the other person needed to tell the other person what to do. Because it was a, a control thing. We Oh, it was absolutely. A power factor. Somebody needed to have a hand up on the other person. And it was just ridiculous. It really was. And you think back now and you're like, we really argued over that. That uh-huh. cost us $10,000. And a lot of and I'm mad. sleepless nights. Yeah. So don't don't do that. Don't argue over who's the better parent or who's the stronger parent or I made them. OK, but I helped you make them. So that doesn't make anybody better than the other. And here's what I would say to someone that is going through this. Right. Like if you are maybe the person that wants to, you know, give a rule all of a sudden or tell another parent what to do. Stop and think for a second if that's going to be triggering to that other person. Because then you're going to kind of be responsible for the reaction that you may get in return. So how would you want to take that is flip it on the other side, right? Like if I wanted to really tell John what to do with the boys all of a sudden, I'd look at it like, okay, he's probably not going to perceive that very well. He's going to feel attacked and like I'm pretending like I'm superior to him. So he's going to have a really bad reaction, one that I'm not going to be prepared for. So I just think being strategic about when it is you're trying to communicate to the other parent instead of making it come out as superior. Absolutely. Here's one that really got, I know it got your feathers ruffled and mine in other ways. Ooh, which one is it? The verbiage that oh, you yes. use yes, yes, yes. when you are developing a co-parenting relationship is highly important because yes. it will, can possibly set off your other parent. Well, I think it goes back to that inferior thing, right? Like if all of a sudden you're saying, oh, well, your visitation with your child. I'm sorry. I'm visiting them. They lived inside of my body. Yeah. They visited for nine months in my uterus. Right. And it makes it sound like, oh, well, I'm the parent that has them. You know, they live with me. No, they lived in me for one. Yeah. And, you know, we're sharing this now. Why does this have? Why are you belittling me as a parent? But it's just another thing to like poke. You it know, is. you're poking. Yeah. But also in my case, that wasn't a thing to poke. That was it's kind of like all these new words that you can't think, say yes. today. You know, and I was was very scared because, you know, we'll be sitting in the hotel this weekend. And I said, Lauren, am I allowed to say this word? Because there's certain words today that don't mean the same thing that they did 20 years ago. It's like the Tim McGraw song. Mm -hmm. Call a ho a ho, a Coke a Coke. Nowadays, it means something totally different. So when I was a kid, it was like I'm either at visitation with my mom or visitation with my dad. It wasn't a bad thing. But when I presented a parenting plan to you one time and said, your visitation, our visitation, it was absolutely positively not. Okay, sorry, did not get the memo that visitation is a bad word, but I'm putting it on my list. (laughs) Just know terminology can really be triggering for some people. Hi, my name is Lauren and terminology is very triggering to me. (laughs) Maybe, you know what, I'm going to go back to my childhood with this and blame my parents because like my name is spelled L-O-R-E-N and I like my entire life, it's been spelled L-A-U, and it was very triggering. So, like, oh, yeah, there you I go. just think words, they have words have a thing with yeah. you, you know? Okay. <laughs> I don't like, and I'm guilty of it. I don't, 
I, I won't say I don't like. I just don't love the fact of being a step mom. I agree. Or having a step dad. What is that? What's a step is something that you climb upon. Yeah. To get to somewhere. I've never been a fan of that word, even when I didn't like you. And my parents didn't really use that word with my quote unquote step parents. It was always a bonus dad or a bonus parent. So it sounds weird coming out of. It does. And I just don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm the boy's stepmom. Ew, gross. These are my stepkids. These are my stepkids. It's just like a bad thing. And I don't want them to think that they're bad. Yeah. They are bad sometimes. But yes, you know, they're not bad. I agree. I, yeah, the step, I I feel like we can get rid of that. Oh, and high conflict. Yeah. And we do say high conflict a lot, but we're referring to how other people use it. Well, we have every right to use it. And I think we we were high conflict, so so we're allowed. But I hate to say, oh, just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're high conflict. Well, somebody wrote in on our um, Instagram and she said it. She said high conflict is kind of used loosely. And it is. Um, It's thrown around with a minor inconvenience that all of a sudden that person's high conflict. No, the definition of high conflict, honestly, is going to be both parties. And it's not one particular person. The entire situation is probably high conflict, if that's how you're looking at it. If every little thing bothers you, you're just a high conflict person. Yeah. You just live for drama. You're messy. You know, that's what I And you probably have already, you know, titled yourself as that. Mm, Yeah. I never titled myself as high conflict, but I'm pretty sure I was. I mean, I was. I mean, we we were in a high conflict situation, though. Yes. So at that point, the entire situation was conflict. I also don't like broken family. Oh, I don't like that term because I don't think our family is broken. It was. Yeah. But I don't like to use that now. Like, oh, we come from a broken home. Our house ain't broke. Oh, yeah. No, we I mean, we don't I guess we don't use that. But I did use that growing up. I mean, I have used it. Absolutely. I just feel like it's just it's, it's sad. Little, it's a little bit sad. I think that's for it's morbid. Dream case. Your house I, is broke. You're broke. I'm broke. My bank account's broke. But my family's not. I think there's probably people that never went or experienced divorce as a kid that lived in a broken home. You can absolutely have a broken home when your parents are still married. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Our, that's probably how the path I was headed on. Honestly, if I stayed married. I didn't like this that you used to say. How's the neighbor? Okay, first of all. Did I say that? You sometimes would just refer to me as the neighbor. Stay away from the neighbor. And I'm like, but I'm not just a neighbor anymore. Oh, it was you mean like I continued fact. it? Yeah, continue. <laughs> and I know that that was just, you know. Oh, that was a Some jab. petty thing. And it was fine. And I don't like it if I were to be like, you need to talk to your ex-wife, not your current wife. I, would, I did that to John before oh. when we were going through. Just because, you know, you have so much anger and you don't know who to take it out on. Who are you going to take it out on? The only person that you can. Which is your husband. I find it weird to call someone an ex-wife if you have kids with them. I mean, I know we use the term with each other. Like, I am the ex-wife, you're the new wife. But when I am with Jake or whatnot, and I'm referring to the mother of his girls, I'm usually, I say her name or I'm like, you know, the girl's mom. It's never your ex-wife. Yeah, like, that's I don't, weird. Yeah, we, because if we know the same person, why am I going to call them by a title and not their name? Right. It, it's like, I have this friend and he, ooh. He really works my nerves because he'll be like, I know what his wife's name is. And I'm not going to say it because I don't want to give it away. Okay. But let's just say her name is Becky. Okay. Okay. He'll be like, so Becky, Becky and Layla are here doing this. And I'm like, why don't you just say my wife and my daughter? Like, why do you have to call them? By their government names? (laughs) I don't don't get it. That is a little weird because it's very personal. Yeah. If I know you just say your name, like, tell me. Hey, here's Lauren. Not, hey, here's my ex-wife. Yeah. 
that would be weird, especially when I'm more than an ex. Like yeah, in that if, situation, I'm not just the ex-wife. You're yeah. not just the ex-wife either. I just think that's so weird to call them. Like, just say, if I know you, I know your name. I know yeah. who you're talking about. You don't have to give them a title. Right. It's just weird to me. Anyway. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good All one. right. Another thing. Changing everything that you used to do as a parent and becoming an entirely different person. Ooh. That is a trigger for me. I, yeah, I can agree. And I know, I think you have on video, maybe a two hour fight that Roy and I had downstairs <laughs> one night because we thought we were going to film it for something. And it was just, it was useless material. It was useless honestly. material. And we probably still have it somewhere. And we maybe should even show it just to show how crazy I think we, we are. have showed clips of it. He was going in this big tizzy and disagreeing with something. He was that heated about it. We had always agreed upon. Yeah. As parents. We had always done the same thing. Roy and I raised two daughters together. We're trying to raise a son together. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to change. So when I ask, why are you changing that now? You were fine with it before. And his excuse was, well, that's because I had to be. I was married to you. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Because it almost feels like, well, were you lying to me then when we were married? So it was our whole did, marriage a lie. Yeah, like, did you never agree with me? You can't just blindside me and not agree now because you're allowed Give me a to disagree up. when you're married john and i are married and we disagree on parenting yeah. but we don't pretend that we agree and just move along right we talk about it and say hey you know what i don't really agree with giving the kids ice cream every single night after dinner and let's talk about still that does. and he still does and then i get mad and i yell about it to you and then we come up with a plan of how we're going to get back at him we're going to put x likes in his ice cream i'm just say kidding. less but that's what i'm talking about yeah i agree that's a frustrating one especially when it's like everything that you based your parenting on had so much to do with that other person when you were married. Like you had made these decisions together. Yeah. And you thought we were on board and like, oh, so co-parenting will be relatively easy because we've already knocked out the hard conversations and we know what we want to do. And then to just be like, oh, nope, we let that go out the window with no warning. I'm always jealous of those people that are normal and they sit down and they get married and then they talk about, oh, if we have kids or when we have kids, these are the things we're going to do. And this is is how we're going to operate and these are the types of parents we're going to be well when you're a teen mom or when you get pregnant in an affair yep. you don't get to do those things so nope. you just gotta jump on that bandwagon or jump mm -hmm. on the train as it's rolling down the tracks in our cases we never got to that's right before john and i got married i did talk to him and say okay what kind of parent are you how are you how do you deal with this and i always i know this is terrible because bless his heart i do love john so much but i do pick on him all the time too the movie coming to America. That's mm -hmm. what I always I explain his behavior like the woman that's supposed to marry Eddie Murphy before he actually picks his wife. And they bring this woman in and he's asking her, what are the things that you like? Whatever it is you like, yes. whatever it is you like. And that's how I feel like John was when we got together. Hey, John, how do you handle discipline? However you do. Hey, John, how do you handle bedtimes? However you do. No, it's not however I do. It's however we do. We need to decide. Right. And in this situation, it really needed to be however you were doing it in the past. Yeah. Because you guys already built a family. I was a mere extra party. Right. I was coming into this already built family. I needed to just kind of melt into whatever you guys were doing so that it didn't disrupt the children, most of all. Yeah. Or your dynamic or pour gas on the fire with our co-parenting situation. I just think it's so important for you to talk about those things. And, you know, with co-parenting, you're you're going to face new things 
all the time as your children grow up, obviously, and be put in situations where you have to decide what kind of parents you're going to be. What are we going to do in this parenting moment? Are you going to be a teammate with your counterpart or are you guys going to continue to go down two different paths? For John and I, we don't see eye to eye with our parenting styles necessarily, but I don't really co-parent with him either. So I co-parent with you, which I'm really grateful for now because I do tell you, I think I'm very vocal as to what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay oh, with yeah. and what you're okay with and not okay with. Having that open line of communication really is the only way to navigate those new things we're going to have it coming is. at us. And I tell you, a lot of times I feel bad because I'm, I talk to you as if you're my best friend because you are, Yeah, but you're also the mother of your children. My children. <laughs> so it's really hard. Like when I would come to my best friend and be like, my kids are bad ass. Yeah, I know. But I do that to you and you already know because they are your kids and they are bad. Oh, I know. But all of our kids are bad. Yes. And I love that we have that relationship that we can just be really blunt and honest with each other. And no judgment. Like, this no. is just, it is what it is. Like, the kids were bad for me. I don't care what you do with them this week. Just keep them alive. Yeah. There comes a point when stressing about the smallest of details is you're just honestly you're wearing your own energy I out. have learned that as a mom I don't care what people think of me as a mom you can think I'm a bad one I a agree. good one a horrible one a fantastic one you're not the one doing it but if you want to come on in I, I mean, got room for you I would consider myself just co-parenting with you and learning from you because you have been a mom double Since and a half time <laughs> double and a half of what I have but I consider myself now more seasoned than a lot of moms that do have kids my age because I've got you to set an example and I can be like okay well she told me not to do this because this is how this turned out and I have like more of examples and what not to do is in parenting and I have less guilt about it look I look I reach out to parents that are older than me mm -hmm. because I'm like hey you've already been through this stage of life what did you do what worked for you and what didn't right and that's where it's hard because I think a lot of times maybe I don't know John's never told me this but I think he may feel like I'm always trying to tell him what to do about the kids or I'm nitpicking things and I'm really honestly not it's just I tried that and it didn't work so, and you have living breathing examples for us to see yeah, that yeah so from. take my word for it I'm taking it girl maybe just don't do that try something <laughs> different and I may not have all the answers and I'm but it's worth okay. a shot telling you and I've told you this before I have no idea what we're going to do about this <laughs> never been through that we can Google it. We navigate. We do do that. We Google it or we come up with our own plan. Yeah. And if that didn't work, we go back to the drawing board and we do it again. It's all about communication. Yes. That's how we make it work. Yes. See? So take a step back. Ask yourself, are you being overly sensitive? Is this really important? Is it enough to ruffle my feathers? If it's not, let it go. Let it go. Because is it going to matter in a week, a month, right. a year? Probably not. Yep. Now, you know, we can still get mad about those things. And that's where you get your friend and you have some wine and you oh, complain yeah. about the other person. You can vent all you want. But it's, it's the not, best thing. Right. It's not worth ruining a good co-parenting relationship or upsetting your children. Yes. Just because you get your feathers ruffled and your panties in a wad and you want to one up or. Yeah. You know. You're the parent. So yeah. be the parent. Be the mature one. People are going to attack your character for no reason. But that's because they see something in you that they really either admire wish they had themselves yes. mm -hmm. so at the end of the day just breathe and get through it because it's going to be temporary the kids are going to grow up eventually you know i mean i'm hoping i like, mean we're, we're, we're getting there slowly surely. <laughs> get in touch with us guys we love to hear from our listeners send us topics that you'd like us to discuss and if you want to learn more about us and hear all of our stories from the beginning of this chaos check out our website 
pastchaos.com. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We do weekly Facebook Lives every Wednesday where we give our followers a glimpse into our real lives. Don't forget, tune in to the premiere of our new show, You, Me, and My Ex, Sunday, June 20th at 10 p.m. Eastern on TLC. Yay. So call on the Kirks is quick this week. Okay, yeah. Lauren found a clip. <laughs> I don't know if a clip, a post from a woman. She's looking for recommendations on a place that she could purchase checks with her and her husband's picture on it for when they have to send her husband's ex-wife child support. Okay. Refer, so. rewind this. <laughs> Refer to the above. Yes. Everything else we said before. So perfect for this week. I will be honest. This crossed my mind. Oh, I would lie. I'd be a liar if I told you it didn't cross mine. Percent crossed my mind back in the day. However, I never chose that route. And why? Because that's just another like it's just another poke. What's the point? It really is. Just so you can get your rocks off for 10 minutes. And you're showing your immaturity. Yes. Number one. And why are you going to spend money on checks when there are so many free apps that you can just transfer your money? I'm the last dinosaur on earth that even uses checks. Lauren found that out today. Okay. (laughs) So it's really, it's so ridiculous. That's one of those, you're going out of your way at this point. Think to yourself, if what I'm doing is going out of my way to purposely cause a ruffling of any feathers in someone else's life, is it really being productive? No, it's not. No. You're wasting your own energy in order to make someone else uncomfortable. Does that not just scream immaturity and... It absolutely does. Like high conflict yourself. Sweetie pie, honey child. You can pose naked for your checks. As long as you're paying me, I don't care what they look like. Thank you. Just (laughs) give me your money. all the time we have for tonight thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us if you'd like to find out more about the kirks and our big blended family visit our website at pastchaos.com make sure you don't miss out on any of this train wreck and chaos by hitting the subscribe button if you really want to get personal follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok be sure to tune in every sunday when we release new episodes we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to and review our podcast. And just so y'all know, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little.